Hey everyone out there in podcast land, welcome to another episode of Stuff Our Dad Can't Have, a podcast with two sisters doing what we do best, chatting it up together, serving up all the sarcasm we can, talking about food history, and teasing dear old dad about what he cannot have. Today's episode is titled, Is You Finished or Is You Done? food on the floor feeding a one-year-old all right Ashley (laughs) let's get into the random ish today okay Uh, for me my random ish is the well my husband cooked dinner tonight (laughs) and I mean so I marinated the chicken in some teriyaki okay because I was like, hey, maybe we'll do stir fry or something. Or worst case, we'll do like the one pot chicken and rice meal that I use every once in a while from my cookbook that I got from Thrive Market. And um, that's really the random ish. The random ish is don't buy that membership to Thrive Market. I ordered from them <laughs> twice and have not ordered from them since. It is the ultimate setup. I need to make sure I remember when that one year is over so they don't auto renew my behind. <laughs> That's the realty. Um, but uh, we, I'm marinated it. It's been marinating like literally all week. But um, one thing I've learned that I failed to tell my husband today when he was preparing dinner after a series of text messages and picture messages to my work phone. <laughs> Not to the work phone. Yeah, because he was like, <laughs> He sent me a text. He's like, hey, I'm going to start cooking dinner. So I was like, okay, awesome. And he was like, he sends me a picture of the chicken in the container with the top off in the sink beside a skillet. And I was like, but we said we were doing chicken and rice. And he was like, I was like, so I don't think you need the skillet. He was like, okay, well, where's the recipe? I was just kind of like, I'm just at work, you know, like working, you know, doing with a fizzle. Whoa, right my well. work is working right now <laughs> yeah I was just like um how can I get to done on this as quick and painless as possible <laughs> take a picture of the cookbooks and I'll tell you which one I mean so, makes sense to me right found the cookbook and found the recipe he sent a picture to confirm that he had the correct recipe And so um, he proceeds to cook. Now, I try to manage my sodium intake. And my management of sodium intake is minimum sodium when I'm cooking. And who the hell knows when I eat out? (laughs) Because who knows? (laughs) Because the balance, right? You can't be perfect. I at least acknowledge that when I eat out, which is a few times a week, I'm going to get more sodium than I care to get. So I at least need to make sure when I'm at home I'm and I'm eating at home that I really manage the sodium intake because you don't need a whole lot of salt. And I probably already get too much, but at least I'm not doubling down, right? That's, that's how I figure in my head. Balance is important. So a part of my balance is whenever I buy, um, chicken stock or veggie stock or broth or bone broth or whatever I get either no sodium or low sodium chicken broth yeah I'm done with that right because then I can manage how much salt 
I add to my food because I, I want to manage that. Well, the problem is when you cook with low sodium or no sodium chicken broth, the recipes typically assume that you are getting full sodium chicken broth and therefore mm. do not use salt or use significantly less than what you might need to flavor your, your meat. Right. That your makes meat. sense. Absolutely. Well, if you are following the recipe to the T and your wife only has unsalted, low salt, so chicken broth, <laughs> your food not gonna be salt gonna be seasoned well. So you gotta add salt at the end when you're at the table. I, I did, and it tasted <laughs> a lot better. Bless his heart. I set him up for failure. So the tiny guy didn't eat his chicken. Apparently he threw it all over the floor. Thing is, the tiny guy in the floor, well, that's what we're going to spend a good bit of time talking about. <laughs> he doesn't like under-seasoned food either, apparently. Got a little miniature Gordon Ramsay-type behavior going. Um, so, yeah, that was, I, I felt bad. I, I set my husband up for failure because I should have told him, add salt. Like, it doesn't say this in the book, but. But that's all. <laughs> a little salt in it. Not a lot. Because I just, I feel like I use less salt when I cook with it. Because I'm going to put salt. I'm going to put pepper. I'm going to put probably some onion powder, some garlic powder. Um, Badia, I don't know if I'm saying it correctly, but it's B-A-D-I-A. Is It seems like it's a of Hispanic origin. Mm-hmm. Um, let me Google it real quick. Badia seasoning. Um, Badia spices are the soul of cooking. This is their website. They fancy. So they have a complete seasoning and you only see it in the the Hispanic section of the grocery stores that we have around here. So I just assume it must be a Hispanic brand. Okay. But um, we use that a lot to season our food which also has salt in it so we we kind of get sodium from a couple places but um we're out of complete seasoning right now (laughs) and I didn't tell him to use salt so my random issues how I set my husband up for failure today I did an excellent job it's amazing what about you you oh Oh, yeah absolutely absolutely my random ish is that our mom listens to our podcast now. Yes. <laughs> hey, mom. It is. Uh, so Shane and I went down to Richmond for her birthday and also Garrett's birthday, but I didn't see him. Happy birthday, Garrett. I know he doesn't listen to this because <laughs> I didn't but tell just him Just in case it. one day he does. Happy birthday. Yeah. I don't do a lot of promotion on something that I do and I like yeah. weird anyway so <laughs> fear, fear failure or is it or is it imposter I don't know so um we were eating at you crowd food hall hey you crowd food hall and um I just remembered to take her phone like I was like why do I want her phone the whole time I'm just like staring at her phone like while talking I'm like hmm, why do I want this picked it up I'm like oh podcast so it's on her phone the app is on her phone 
it is the only podcast that is highlighted on her phone. So every time a new episode comes out, it like pops up as a message. And she already listened to like two episodes of ours. So, you know, I guess we're going to have to turn this to a PG-13. No, I'm joking. We're not. We're not. (laughs) We're not. We're not changing this at all. Um, (laughs) What else? It is like the third week of summer vacation. So I have literally been sewing every single day. I have been sewing. Today, I cut out like three patterns. (laughs) <laughs> it's just like I'm just gonna sit here and listen to murder mysteries and <laughs> cut out patterns. I'm not worried about me holding scissors while listening to a murder. It's fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> but no, our mom listens to our podcast. Interesting. And I'm sewing, so I love it. I should do this every day the rest of my life. No, I like money too much. I was about to say, ma'am, no, uh, enjoy good. your summer break. Though. <laughs> I wish I got a summer break. I was on vacation for a week. In va- vacation, I mean, I didn't have to go to work, right? Like, I vacated work. I still had work to do because, <laughs> of course, we were not at home. Um, I still need to take time off where the husband and the child are both doing their own thing. I need like two days at home. I'll probably save that for the fall, be my fall break where it's just kind of like me at home and the dog, the husband and the child. I love it. Everybody gets out, (laughs) but I'm a planet, right? I'm going to go and get food the day before I'm going to order sushi early so that I can have it for lunch and then take a long nap and I'm not going to plan to do a single thing except for lay in my bed eat tea eat food eat tv eat sushi watch tv and um sleep I like that I haven't slept in in a while I haven't taken not that I haven't taken a nap I took a nap this weekend but I haven't taken a nap, a mid-morning nap in a long time. Not since the tiny guy dropped his second nap. Mm. I was so sad because he used to take a nap about 10 o'clock, about 2 o'clock. We got two naps in. Sundays and Saturdays. Saturdays and Sundays, man. Oh, my gosh. It was wonderful. But now we just get one nap. It usually can be anywhere from an hour and a half to two hours. Mm. And depending on what we did prior to the nap, it could be a strong two and a half hour pushing three. Mm. But yeah. I went to bed at 2 a.m. last night. I was literally like watching a a Korean, no, a Chinese drama, a C drama as opposed to a K drama, which is Korean dramas. And I started at like seven o'clock at night and I'm like, you're making a horrible decision. I'm like, wait, who the hell? Do I- this is a great decision. I ain't got no place to be tomorrow. So I watched until two. And I was like, all right, you got to go to sleep. I'm like, why? It's like 12 o'clock. You need to go to sleep. Why? <laughs> why do I have to go to sleep? It's beautiful. And then I was watching it right until I logged in to do this today. Korean dramas and those Asian dramas, they're like 20, 30 episodes, man. Like you got to commit. 20 to 30 episodes 20 to 30 episodes I'm saying like I can't and the good thing is like 
I'm not drawn like I'll watch the first episode if it doesn't immediately hook me I don't continue to watch because it's too many episodes for you to be like I'm waiting for this to get good no (laughs) 30 episodes has two seasons it's two seasons right but that's their first season of the show and I'm just like unless it's on Netflix Netflix is like 18 or like between 12 and 18 and I'm just like hmm ma'am (laughs) ma'am yeah ma'am and they're like yeah that is a lot especially for u.s tv shows i know so you get like like, 10 on netflix yeah no these these things they give you quality but if it doesn't hook you in you just move on to the next one and this one hooked me within the first five minutes i'm like we got we got guns we got violence we have a robbery and then we have a burgeoning Mm -hmm. love story all in five minutes this is the show for me so after we tape this i'll be going back to the ca- no i'm gonna do your drama. i'm gonna fold some laundry and then watch it because you know you, since it's in chinese i have to like read the subtitles so i can't do That's something what I'm else saying. you can't just like fall asleep or anything <laughs> watching that you have to be awake you for it. have to really be committed so i can only do subtitles for so long because I want to watch what's happening instead of reading and so either I'm really intently watching or I'm really intently reading oh I do not do both well I love reading so anytime I get to read it's it's fine but if I'm watching tv I'm like I want to watch the actors and actresses play out this thing it takes me like two seconds to read what's going on though you read and then you look at the screen you I don't know I love it it's only up for like two seconds. I read really fast. Mm. <laughs> you can keep that. Um, so Squid Games is supposed to be starting back, I think, in July. Yeah, I've never watched that. Speaking of K dramas, you didn't I mean of all the K and C and J dramas, you didn't watch Squid Games? I watched the first episode and I was like, yeah, no, this isn't me. Uh. i was shocked too to be honest i was like huh this (laughs) this is what i'm not into okay brain (laughs) all right wow are we trying to be non-mainstream is that i'm like no i just don't really yeah i think you're just being contrary right but then i watched i watched more and i was like yeah no it's just not i think i like things when it's like when it's like completely utterly improbable it's like complete and utter just not real life and i know squid games games i know that it's not that but at the same time we legit have reality shows people do stupid shit so yeah but not die (laughs) well i know i was like that's that's the part where i'm like they don't die i'm like yeah but they do stupid shit so you know and live again yeah my brain is just like keyword tricky phrase I know. They go home. They do, but they go home different. <laughs> Ashley, it's time for your favorite segment. It's, it's time, time to cosplay as a person who's got her shit together. Yay. Yeah. All right, Ashley. How did you cosplay like an adult this week? Yeah, no. You did. Mm-mm. Nope. <laughs> Mm-mm. Ashley was no. like, um, "Yeah, who are you talking to? I contemplated for about five minutes setting my alarm to go for a walk while I was hot outside. And I was just like, you know, we're not doing that. Girl, you better go for your walk in the morning. 
that's why I set my, I was like, I'm gonna set my alarm so I can walk in the morning where it's not too hot. And I was like, yeah, I'm not doing that. And then I was just like, I have literally been eating like mozzarella sticks for lunch this week. So there is no adulting going on here. I've been drinking my water though. Literally have been drinking. No, I, I take it back. I drink, I've been drinking water and beer, but water, water. (laughs) Day drinking. Day drinking. The thing is, if you're cutting out patterns and sewing, you can't drink. Well, I can't do both. So it's been water and then maybe a beer at night, which keeps I me up all night. I thought you prefer day drinking though. I know, which is why today I stopped sewing at two. <laughs> ah, so that you could go and day do drink. what you wanted to do. Yeah. Cause it's like, I'm not messing up this fabric I just paid for. Cause I can't cut a straight, I can't cut a straight line while not drinking. So, you know, if I'm drinking, well, it's going to be bad. It gets straighter. No, no I don't. Okay. I would never test that theory. Sharp All objects. Right. Nah. <laughs> yeah, I drank water this week. How did I you adult? Take another sip. Yep. How did you um, adult? <laughs> so I struggle. I went to work. I've gone to work every day. This, you know what? I adulted. Want to know how I adulted? Three days this week not three days oh my gosh (laughs) two days this week Monday and Wednesday and the goal is to get up tomorrow morning I have gotten up when my alarm goes off at 405 and I've come downstairs to work out actually no I get four days because on Tuesday I did Mm -hmm. yoga Mm -hmm. I did a 10 minute yoga in the afternoon and the tiny guy climbed all over (laughs) me the entire time (laughs) And you just got to charge that one to the game because if you work out around a tiny human, they're going to climb all over you. Yeah. And you just have to accept it. And my husband was like, come here, dude, come here, dude. And I was like, baby, it's fine. He's going to do what he want to do. He, he's going to top. He's going to toddle and we're going to be okay. Um, so that's, that's me adulting. Cause I wanted to, uh, to get back into some type of cardiovascular or something. Like I feel better. I am, but I sleep so much better when I work out. Oh my gosh. Yeah. There are so many benefits to me actually getting up and going for a walk, but mm-hmm. if it's summer and it's hot, I'm, I, that's an executive, executive functioning skill. I just don't have initiating tasks. I have to. And, but like what I did is I laid out my workout clothes. So I, all I have to do is get up and just go work out so my goal next week is to get back into meal planning and start charting how much how much protein and how much much carbohydrates I consume so I can adjust and you know start to feel my body a little bit more because of course when you start working out more you eat more and so I would be so hungry but I didn't meal prep I didn't prepare and so I'm eating junk food and you cannot work out enough to overcome bad food choices yeah that's true yeah so yeah that's what I did and so um that was my adulting yay and now I'm currently not adulting because I'm drinking 
wine out of a mug, but I actually like drinking wine out of this mug. It's my non-tea mug. If I got this mug out, my Montreal mug <laughs> that a friend of mine got from Starbucks in Montreal when she went um, earlier <laughs> this year, there is not coffee in here. Ain't tea in it. here either. There's either going to be some rum punch from TT <laughs> or some wine, maybe some beer. It's definitely going to be alcohol though. <laughs> Cheers. So. That's our cosplay. Let's get into it. <laughs> the Yay. stuff. Yay. All right. So title of today is, is you finished or is you done? <laughs> and it, <laughs> it reckons back to um, 20 and 2016 April 22nd 2016 not a fact (laughs) yes yes um red man red man bird man (laughs) did an interview on the breakfast club unbeknownst to me red man was not a fan of Charlemagne the god bird man club you keep saying Birdman. Red I keep saying Redman. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Redman has no problem with Charlemagne God, but Birdman did, <laughs> did and or does. I don't know why Redman is stuck in my head, but Birdman had a problem that day. And so I guess he was tired of sitting on his hands about his problem. So he was like, let me go roll up to this here studio and do this interview. And the way I hollered. <laughs> when this man said is you finished or is you done I said is you finished or is you done and then got up and walked out of that spot I was like yo he was big man he came in with his heart on his shoulder he don't like you my friend (laughs) so I just found that to be like I don't know Charlemagne must have done the ultimate in disrespect to Birdman and so Birdman returned the favor. And that is why today's episode is called, Is You Finished or Is You Done? Because feeding a tiny human is rough and tough. Let me tell you, little people are probably the most disrespectful. <laughs> okay? Just, they're disrespectful. Um, my, my wonderful son, whom I love, likes to jiggle my chunky stomach like literally he will if we're laying on the bed he'll walk over to me he'll just start messing with my stomach like for real (laughs) mommy is insecure about all that fat yet here you are shaking it and then he'll go over to my husband and he'll shake my husband's stomach and both of us are just kind of like yeah we gotta lose weight because we need him to not want to play with our bellies i mean but but to play with his toys he's just thanking his former home for its love and affection (laughs) i don't know what he's doing with his dad but he's thanking his former home oh my god so (laughs) toddlers are disrespectful but they're even more so disrespectful when it comes time to feed them most kids Uh, Until they get to an age where they understand, do not do that, which he is not there yet. Or at least he's not there at home because apparently at daycare, (laughs) she'll just feed him. 
um, when they're done with something, they'll throw it on the floor. Just <laughs> I love that. I just want to say that she's looking down into the my right. It's just when she said that, just like they just throw it. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Right. That's that's it. That's the statement. And they're looking at it and um <laughs> like you can tell he's about to throw it, especially now at 19 months, and he knows he shouldn't throw it. We've gotten to the point now where if he doesn't want it, he will hold out his hand for one of us to take it so all we have to do is put our hand out and he'll put it in our hand Hmm. but if you take too long he punishes you he's like oh you don't see my hand out here stand by he holds his hand over his tray over the floor drops it looking at you drops it disrespectful so much disrespect <laughs> and you're just kind of like for real dude and so then he's like yeah do better <laughs> you see my you. hand you see this right. you see me and so um but seriously um uh being able to feed yourself is like one of those basic human things that you have to do and so I decided after about an hour worth of Googling when he was like three months and I was up at two o'clock breastfeeding him, we're going to do baby led weaning when you're six months because I like the idea of it. And so (laughs) that's what we're really here to talk about today. Kind of like get into the history of baby food and then talk about baby led weaning. So, um, (laughs) And not spend the entire time venting about how my child disrespects me on a daily basis by throwing his food (laughs) off of his tray. (laughs) That's what he did to his dad today. He did not enjoy the under-seasoned chicken and rice. And so he already doesn't eat rice. Do not understand why he doesn't eat rice. We eat rice all the time. He does not. Anyway, I digress. Okay, so baby led weaning. It's not something I really knew about. We didn't have a name for feeding a kid regular table food growing up um i imagine we probably ate a healthy amount of baby food from a jar that had been pureed but i'm also willing to bet you we were probably four or five months when we got our first chicken bone (laughs) yeah you know what i mean i can't doubt that (laughs) and you just start gnawing on the bone not that there is a lot of nutrient for you to get from that chicken bone but soothes your gums and um, Mm -hmm. you learn important skills for a later date when you can actually eat the meat off of the chicken bone so back in the day we just called it feeding a baby but nowadays they actually call it baby led weaning which is a really weird way of saying let your baby feed him or herself And the thought behind baby led weaning is you want to avoid having a picky eater. And tiny human, the little guy, his older sister is not a picky eater at all. I mean, oh girl will throw down on some food. Okay. She's not a picky eater. And 
I want the same out of the tiny guy. I want him to not be a picky eater and be exposed. I'm not interested in feeding him chicken nuggets every single night. No shade to parents who do that, but I just am not interested in cooking two separate meals. I want to cook one. I, I just omit the rice. My child-free so, self agrees. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's that's hard work. That's time and attention that um we could be putting on something else, mama or daddy, grandma. Hopefully not grandma, but it could be grandma. So um, references for today, of course, the GOAT Wikipedia. <laughs> but I also have to thank the pl- the Splendid Table for their um, article on the history of commercial baby food in the U.S. And then um, the one that we'll talk, use the most will be Solid Starts which is a website and an app that I use when I was first figuring out how to to do baby led weaning with with my tiny guy. So um, what is baby led weaning? Baby led weaning from solidstarts.com. Baby led weaning is a method of introducing solid solid food to babies whereby purees and spoon feeding are skipped entirely in favor of finger foods that a baby self-feeds. And the term was coined by Gil Rapley um, from the UK. They call it baby-led weaning or baby-led feeding. I prefer baby-led feeding. And it offers parents a way to bypass the idea of baby food entirely, which I completely support. Growing in popularity, baby-led weaning is particularly popular with parents who want to avoid raising picky eaters, me, as well as parents who subscribe to (laughs) Montessori-type philosophies of child-rearing where children are encouraged to be self-sufficient. And the takeaway is you, I just, I want to raise my guy to be a good eater and I'm not interested in dealing with picky eaters. So um, <laughs> I follow Solid Starts on Instagram. I use their app for a little while as well. And uh, basically, baby led weaning is just knowing how to prepare food for your tiny person to eat. Um, so when they're younger, bigger is better for the most part, um, especially when they're like, oh, let me back up. So when do you start baby led weaning? Most people say you shouldn't feed a baby solids until about six months. Mm -hmm. Specifically, you look for your child to be about six months old, but you look for them to be able to sit pretty close to up independently and to genuinely have an interest in food. Those are the three things you look for in order to say, okay, yeah, I can start feeding my baby solids. But the six month mark is kind of the starting point. Um, and you want them to be able to sit up on their own because you, you need, like, can you imagine eating hunched over, Mm, learning how to eat and being hunched over likelihood of choking would be pretty interesting. Yeah. So those are things you look too, right. As your belly got full. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. I can't imagine that being good. Um, so yeah, but once you meet those three criteria, you're, you're kind of off to the races and you just make sure that you cut the food appropriately. So one of the first fruits the tiny guy had was a peach. (laughs) And peaches are good and important because when I was pregnant with him, 
during the summer of 2020, I was at that farm stand twice a week getting peaches. Like as soon as July hit, it was peach season. I needed to go find my peaches and I was eating peaches two or three a day, every day from July until September when the peaches weren't really that good anymore. Um, yeah. <laughs> so one of the first things he got was peach. And what we did was we just handed it to him and let him go to town. Mm-hmm. He didn't really do a whole lot with it. He just kind of got a little bit of the juice, but he, he gnawed at it. Um, we gave him the crusty end of um, bread. So we went to Lidl and got their bread, you know, like the, the baguettes. Mm-hmm. We would give him the crusty end so he kind of gnaw on it so that he couldn't like really break a big chunk off. Um, you could also let him kind of suck on an apple, like the peeled part of an apple because he can't bite yet. He so he's really just kind of like, ah, 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 gnawing <laughs> at it. But let me tell you, man, once a kid learns how to use those gums, they are powerful <laughs> ass teeth. As a breastfeeding mama, I tell you, man, he got me a couple times. I'm like, we ain't gonna do this no more. That hurt. Um, but anyway, so that's baby led weaning. I highly encourage you to go to solidstars.com to learn more about baby led weaning and figure out if you're thinking about it, if it's really for you, because I found it to be very, very helpful. I have a 19 month old who... I can count on one hand how many times he's had chicken nuggets. No, I can't count on one hand how many times I lie. <laughs> Girl, the devil strike me because he's had Chick-fil-A a lot. <laughs> but he doesn't get homemade chicken nuggets. How about that? Um, he, he's bougie. He, we don't do, he doesn't do McDonald's or Wendy's. He only does Chick-fil-A. He wants actual chicken breast. But we, we aren't fighting that fight, and I hope that we continue that way. So that's my spiel on baby let weaning, but let's get into the history of commercial baby food while we're here for the rest of the episode. So I've, (laughs) because I'm always late, (laughs) I didn't get all the places that I wanted to be to talk about uh, the history of commercial baby food, but I did listen to this um, interview from the Splendid Table And I found it to be really interesting about the history of baby food. But you didn't really have baby food until like the 50s or 60s. Um, It really wasn't popular. You know, parents basically just, you know, fed their kids. But back in the day, oh my gosh. um, You were told to not feed your kid solid food until they were one. Mm. Can you imagine breastfeeding or formula feeding only for a full year? Those babies were hungry. Yeah, they were. Good God. Yeah. Can't imagine that. I'm telling you, the little dude, when he's hungry, no one's resting. (laughs) Everyone's aware. (laughs) Everyone. I don't want pro I don't don't want peace. I want problems Problems. always. So um, they were told to breastfeed or use formula um, Mm. until one. And in some places, they told you to not feed children fruit or vegetables until the age of two. What? Why? Yeah. So in the 1910s, um, we 
became a more industrialized nation. And so Mm -hmm. we could also make shelf stable food. And now um, a man named Harold Clapp from Rochester, New York, had a sick kid, made the kid some soup. Kid got better. Kid loved the soup. Word of mouth, the soup becomes popular. So he started to prepare his soups for children commercially. Mm -hmm. Then you also have the Gerber company that's starting to come up and they too are making baby food. And so then it's like, well, how do we get people to buy our products? Well, they get doctors on board. (laughs) Of course. Of course. (laughs) So first they start with it's convenient for moms because those are the ones who are doing most of the child rearing. Hey, moms, super convenient for you. Don't worry about cooking for your baby. We got you covered. Give them this super processed, super sweet, super salty thing that doesn't even look like the original. Let them eat that and you go make your three-course meal for you and your husband. But that's that's what they say. It's like baby food. Let us make the food. It's commercial, commercially and it's it's uh, convenient and it's better for you. And so they started feeding kids earlier and earlier, like three and mm. four months old, feeding them food and their wow. systems are not there yet. They still need breast milk or formula. Babies need breast milk or formula until about six months. Then you could start to supplement food, Mm -hmm. but really until they're one, most of their nourishment comes from formula. But as they get closer to one, you start seeing them eat more food and looking for food for nourishment. After one, you really don't have to give your child milk. Hmm. Like we still give our tiny guy um, milk. We chose to do ripple. We went the non-dairy route. Um, So we give him ripple. Mm-hmm. And it's probably at this point more a soothing thing than anything because he doesn't drink it at daycare anymore. He drinks it in the morning when he wakes up, mm-hmm. he drinks it at night before he goes to bed and he will drink about four ounces on the car ride home from daycare. Cause he's usually famished. So he gets milk and a snack in the car. <laughs> Don't snack. at me <laughs> for anyone who's like, you shouldn't let your kid eat in the car. I'm not telling you what to do with yours. You don't tell me what to do with mine and everyone will be just fine. I respect you. You respect me. But um, baby food was super popular until around the 1970s. And then folks started to question the nutrition value of this food, nutritional values of it. Right. So it's heavily preserved, which means as we talked about in our salty meats podcast, (laughs) Because I love to refer back to salty meats to catch Ashley off guard. <laughs> Heavily preserved means you have a lot of salt. I didn't even think about it because it's literally not in the refrigerator section. And it's on the shelf. It's not. It's on the shelf. Yeah. It's so de-yum. Um, artificial food colorings, all the things. Which kind of makes me struggle to understand why it's good yeah. for a baby. I'd rather just give you the vegetable, which is what we did. Uh, we overdid it with avocado and he still won't touch avocado to this day but for a minute that boy would crush avocado and banana it was like every day avocado and banana every single day and then one day he was like you know what I don't like you anymore no avocado (laughs) and no banana so um they I mean because in the 50s and 60s 60s folks were starting to introduce 
solids to babies at four to six weeks old. Their digestive system mm. could not. I cannot imagine. Them. They're they're still new at that point, right? Yeah, brand new. Yeah. Um, some people put rice in their kids' cereals that young. And I refuse to do that. It helps them sleep longer because, of course, the food sticks with them. But I didn't do that. He woke up every two hours. If he was cluster feeding, I was I was cluster feeding with him. I didn't Mm. I didn't want to do that to him. And a good friend of mine, she's a dietitian, a registered dietitian. And she said the earlier exposure to food before their digestive systems can process it could lead to more allergies. Mm. So I don't have any articles to reference there, but she's a registered dietitian. So I just took her at her word because I feel like she's a professional in this situation and I trust her. And it's called registered registered dietitian. Not, I think this is a good idea and I have nothing behind it. Not a nutritionist. I'm going to respect job titles. (laughs) So, and that's what she did for her children. She did not feed them until six months and she breastfed, breastfeeds currently. Um, So... There was, there was a question of the nutritional value of baby food. And so because moms in the 70s wanted to be more, more wholesome, not more wholesome, were more concerned about nutrition and where mm. things came from, they started looking more into, well, what is actually in this shelf staple food that I'm feeding to my tiny person? And they were kind of like, ah that's way too much sugar and ah, that's way too much salt. And so of course folks started making their own. Right. And Mm. so we went through a period where people really didn't want to buy baby food. If they had the means to not buy it, they would just make their own food. I imagine it's probably cheaper to just make some puree sweet potatoes at home. I did that. It was a lot of work. (laughs) So but like, um yeah, it was a lot yeah. just so we're clear ah, it was a lot <laughs> it was it was it was it wasn't terrible but it wasn't great either um so they were kind of like hey um i'm gonna make my own food and so of course companies being companies they had to change to fit to fit what what the customers were wanting so then you start to see less preservatives less sugar, less artificial flavorings in um, baby food. And you can fast forward to today where you have things like Cerebelli and Plum and um, Happy Tot. All of them are like, we're organic, we're sugar-free. We are the best thing you can feed your child. And, um, you know, like, I believe that's Amber's version of the evolution evolution of <laughs> baby food. I am not an expert at all. You just have to de- depend on my, you know, two and a half, three hours of reading at three o'clock in the morning a year ago, and, <laughs> and my refresher, you know, like over the past couple of days. But um, that's kind of like the evolution of a baby food. Um, I will say for things that. We chose to feed our tiny guy. And by we, I mean me, because I'm the one who does the shopping. What I chose to feed our little guy. (laughs) Um, We do give him pouches. um, Mm. Yeah, I saw those. Yeah. 
girl. Uh, uh, hey, you made it. You made you made he it. He feeds uh, himself. All right, baby, <laughs> that feed, baby, that weaning is not just about not giving them purees. It's about him feeding himself as well. Mm-hmm. He is very handy with a spoon. We started out with um, a spoon for him and then we moved to a fork. You give that boy a real life-size fork and some chicken, watch him <laughs> stick that fork in that chicken at 19 months and put it to his mouth and eat. Um, but we do pouches uh, like as snacks. Sometimes for breakfast, he'll get like some cinnamon raisin toast with peanut butter in a pouch. This week for lunch, a couple days this week, he's gotten... Um, just to let people know that I'm not definitely not touting to be Miss Perfect. He got um, Uncrustables with a pouch. And that is a lot of sugar. <laughs> he got Uncrustables. Uncrustables. <laughs> he got a Uncrustable with grape jelly and um, a pouch and some chips. That was one day. Another day, he got some ravioli that um, I didn't make the ravioli, but I made the sauce and all that. But, um, so it's just to say we're balanced. And then you have nights like tonight where he doesn't want his chicken. So he throws it on the floor. He eats some French fries because we had swim lessons and he was starving. I forgot the snack at home. So we had to run through Wendy's (laughs) so that we didn't deal with a hollering baby on the way home. Because no one wants to deal with that. (laughs) Nah. So he filled up on French fries tonight and, um, you know, it is what it is. And last night we had um, Thai and he enjoyed his his uh, chicken pad Thai. But, you know, balance is what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, but the, the takeaway for me and what I was looking for is for him to be able to feed himself. And he can pretty much do that. And I'm okay with that. So I just at least wanted to say, even if you do baby led weaning, there's still times you're going to have to feed your kid because you don't want them to make an ungodly mess because they will. Or you don't feel like cleaning up the floor because they've dropped their food on the floor. <laughs> or um, you're giving them rice and they don't like rice, so they just throw the rice everywhere. <laughs> and especially now that the world starts to open up and people start going out more and you want to go out to eat as a family. I will not judge a single parent for passing their toddler their phone to watch Coco Melon or <laughs> PJ Masks because you just want to enjoy your food. I did that. <laughs> we went out for the for Big Sis's uh, 16th birthday and I didn't want him wrecking her show. So you know what I did? Charged up my phone, put him in his uh, chair, let him watch Coco Melon. He, he watched okay. it. He ate. I ate. Everybody it was good. good time. Everyone right. had a good time. Exactly. <laughs> so I at least wanted to just kind of, I don't know, talk y'all's ear off about the history of baby food, um, what baby led weaning is, and then obviously a good vent about the disrespectfulness of tiny children <laughs> and how they exposure your sensitivities or your, 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 your thought process, I guess you're thinking, or you, nah, have you thought of her? Nah. Have you ever heard baby let when you like, they heard. what's that about? <laughs> now, you know, there's a reel or whatever going around on Instagram. And it says, raise your hand. If you've been abused by a toddler today, 
what person is it is it a reference to um, no, mean girls victimized. Pers- personally victimized by <laughs> yes <laughs> if you've been personally victimized by a toddler today like there should be a 1-800 number for parents to be like why did my child like seriously one day he has this thing now if I'm in front of him he pushes me he wants to push me so he pushes me with his both his hands on my butt pushes me and I'm just kind of like First off, don't get fucked up. Okay. <laughs> first things first. I'm the realist. I'm your mama, but you need to know your mama. She bought that life. Okay. I throw, I throw hands. <laughs> right. No, Toby. Um, I always say his last name incorrectly, but uh, he said it right. Try Jesus, not me, because I fight. <laughs> right i hum that song a lot (laughs) love that song i'm just saying when he's 15 or 16 and he calls you and says auntie why mommy always picking on me i just want you to be like listen dude you you started a disrespectful (laughs) you started it man she holds grudges (laughs) your mama holds grudges you did you did some ratchet you did some ratchetness when you were younger bit me for no reason walked up to me i guess he like he he like what was on tv i don't know he just walked up to me and bit me i was just like i can't hit you back so time out (laughs) or um you know how when i get tired mom pointed this out i never paid attention to it but when i get tired and i'm ready to go to sleep i put my shirt up over my mouth like the collar of my shirt I put it over my mouth that's like key amber that is like if you need a a warning light that amber is about to fall asleep (laughs) if as soon as you see the collar of that shirt go over the face let me tell you he does not like that if he sees me doing it and he's playing he will literally look at me put down what he is playing with walk over to me climb up snatch it down off of my face climb back down go back to play and then look at look back at me with some i said what i said type vibe so i <laughs> yeah the look on my face right now i i realize we're not well this is a this is a podcast where you have to listen and not see but i'm saying like mm-hmm. yeah my child is hella opinionated but He's not alone. <laughs> Toddlers are disrespectful and you should just buy a drink for anyone who's a who's dealing with a toddler right now. I'm so sorry you know if you're dealing with a toddler right now. But it's I, I I'm not I, sad about it, but it's eye opening. I dealt with elementary school age kids and they can personally victimize you. And now I'm going to high school kids who can, oh, I think I can, you can kind of ignore that <laughs> for some reason. Yeah. The older they get is easier to ignore. Big fat. Well, they know better. They you, really you know, know that this is disrespectful. Someone's going to hit and let you finish that. I'm going to go over here. Bye. <laughs> We're not talking through anything. <laughs> All right. Well, this we've, I probably rambled on longer than I should, but um, Ashley, anything before we roll out this fine evening? I guess, I guess the stuff that our dad can't have this week would be. Oh, I forgot. I forgot. Dad can't have, um, baby, 
<laughs> well, he couldn't anyway. It's too much salt. Oh, right. <laughs> um, at least not back in the seventies. Um, what can't dad have? You know, I completely forgot that dad couldn't have something. <laughs> Trying to think. Old what can't title dad of the podcast. Have? Oh, you know what dad can't have? What? He can't have my spaghetti. Tiny guy loves that. That is baby led weenie. That is Shane's for awesomeness. favorite meal too. Man, so let me tell you, if I want this guy to eat, if I'm worried that he hasn't had enough good food today, I will chop up some spinach. I will make spaghetti sauce straight from the can or whatever, or the jar. I I sneaks the veggies in where I can because he's not really trying to eat them anymore. But I get them in. So I do spaghetti sauce with um, spinach, a lot of spinach too. And I chop it up pretty good so he can't pick it out. Mm. And um, spaghetti noodles or, you know, fafeli or bow tie, whatever type of noodle I got my hands on. That will be his lunch or dinner. Girl, when I tell you he will destroy that, I had to buy a special bib. For days when we give him tomato based food because he kept ruining shirts <laughs> because he will he'll use the fork for a little while but then he's just kind of like I don't want to use this no more and then he's hands and face in <laughs> in the plate so dad can't have Amber's version of spaghetti with lots and lots of spinach chopped up nice and small so that I can get some veggies into my tiny guy love it okay so now ashley anything else no. before we roll out tonight no this is fun. all right <laughs> thanks <laughs> all right everyone well you can always find us on facebook and instagram at stuff our dad can't have or you can email us if you have questions at stuff our dad can't have at gmail.com i hope that you guys out there who listen and decide to take on baby led weaning absolutely use solidstarts.com as a starting point on your baby led weaning journey or baby led feeding journey it's pretty amazing to watch them go from okay so um thanks everyone for listening to our podcast today um wishing you good luck on your baby led weaning or baby led feeding journey um absolutely start with solidstarts.com if you're interested in in going the baby led feeding baby led weaning um way of introducing your your kiddo to to solids don't forget um whether you choose purees or if you choose to do baby led weaning you want to wait till about the six month mark to feed your child solids to give their intestinal system a good chance to develop um you can check us out on social media at stuff our dad can't have on facebook and instagram or you can email us at stuff our dad can't have at gmail.com that's it for us tonight we are audi 5000 peace bye bye <laughs>